3: Good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the famous cheeseburger at Roosevelt's at Live Oaks Golf Club. LiveOaksGC.com. Tee it up. Tee it up. Live Oaks Golf Club. Um, the ownership group has invested a lot of capital out there and it looks amazing. Roosevelt's is the restaurant. Live Oaks Golf Club. And the Reed House will host your next wedding, party, corporate party, or charity event. LiveOaksGC.com for their famous cheeseburger or Philly cheesesteak sandwich, which are two dive barb mm. items. Yeah. And the onion
1: rings. That, Snoop's uh, onion rings.
3: Ooh. That we talk about a lot. Um, ESPN 1059 The Zone. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We're live at the Bank Plus studio. Want to welcome you in. Uh, Mike, did. Mike Detailier shook everybody up a little bit when mm-hmm. he jumped on and said, uh, hey, I think Luke Alt Luke Altmeyer is going to be the QB, QB one, not just QB. They're both going to be QBs. Jackson Dart and Luke Altmeyer. The question is, and this is always the big ten million dollar question <laughs> for any SEC team or NFL is who's going to be QB one? And um, Mike D thinks it's going to be, this is what Mike D had to say about Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, the two QBs and who he believes will win the competition.
2: I think Altmaier is certainly the guy. Um, I I don't see Dart beating him out at Ole Miss. I don't, uh, everything I've heard from people that have watched the practices and, uh, he's, uh, the one thing with him, he's very precise on those short throws. Uh, uh, and that is a big part of Lane's game. He won't, You know, I, I get the guy from California can hum it, but is he accurate? And that is where I think Altmar has the advantage today. I know at one time uh, uh, Coach O and the staff had recruited Altmar. Uh, I don't know if it was an official offer, but I knew he got the visit and everything else because I remember Dr. Elias talking to me about it, and he knew his dad who was at Mississippi State. It's sort of a strange angle there. Uh, so, uh, But it, it was what it was. But I, threw, I saw Altmar throw on two sessions, and I thought what jumped out at me was he was very accurate in that short, to middle range area of the field, and he threw the football with a lot of confidence. And in talking to people that had watched Ole Miss practices, they said that that was a, a big part of where he's he's ahead of Dart uh, in, in that. And that Dart physically mean uh, you know he's got the advantage and he's got a real strong arm, but his accuracy skills aren't there yet in Lane's offense.
3: Mike Dutilleux. Um, talking about the Ole Miss QB one competition, um, and he was coming off, you know, going to the Manning Passing Academy. Uh, Luke Altmaier was there, and Will Rogers. Isn't it funny? The Will Rogers grew up an Ole Miss fan. Luke Altmaier is from Starkville, went to Starkville High, and his dad's an orthopedic surgeon in in Columbus, and tied into the Mississippi State. Athletic department. I, it's it's just you know all the different storylines and the ties between the Rebs and the Dogs. That's what we have right now, um, in Startville and Oxford with the quarterbacks and and Will Rogers uh, major ties to Ole Miss, Luke Altmaier ties to MSU, and yet they may, uh, who knows? They may be the two starting quarterbacks in Oxford on Thanksgiving night. I mean, we feel like Will will be. Um, but uh, in Vaught-Hemingway, who knows? It may be Jackson Dart, but it may be Luke Altmaier, So You know what's interesting about that clip from detillier
1: when he was talking about what Altmaier's skill set brings to the table and why he thinks it's better suited for Kiffin's offense? It sounded a lot like the skill set you need to run a Mike Leach offense, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, timing, intermediate passing accuracy, hitting guys on on the run. It's what's made Tom Brady... You know, the guy for 22 seasons is always being accurate in that intermediate passing window and timing being on point. I I thought it was interesting that he talked about that with Kiffin's offense because we we all acknowledge that being the main key factor for a Mike Leach offense, but we hadn't really talked about it that way for Kiffin's offense, but it's, it's the exact same.
3: Sure. I mean, they they may run different offenses, but absolutely, in the passing game, it is all about timing and chemistry. And it will be interesting to see who can build that timing and chemistry within 20, 25 practices or whatever it is going into... And again, Troy and Central Arkansas don't matter. You assume both play? I'm asking you. Like, Do you think yeah. you'll see both play? Yes. Because yeah. yes. they're going to be blowouts, so yeah. whoever does start is not going to play. No. I don't think. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about blowout. These things are going to be <laughs> 60 to 10. And then uh, at Georgia Tech, I mean, I don't know if Georgia Tech could even think about hanging with Ole Miss. Feels like a season ruiner if you were to lose that one, yeah? yeah? Oh, no doubt. Tulsa Tulsa lost their great best asset on their coaching staff. Their defensive coordinator was highly, highly thought of. He gone. Um, And so they're They're toast. <laughs> um,
1: not that they weren't toast to begin with. Yeah, Kentucky.
3: <laughs> that could be a slip-up game. People are high on
1: Will Levis, quarterback for UK. I'm not. Come
3: uh, on, I'm not. I, I think Levis is is talented. I'm not. I don't believe whatsoever that Mark Stoops can get that talent out of him. That's the most Mark Stoops game. ran the Wildcat within the last year or two, and was a okay with it. Yeah, uh, out of
1: necessity though.
3: I understand. He had no Mark Stoops would still like to run the Wildcat. He has no zero offense uh creativity on offense. They haven't been any good. I agree with that. And uh <laughs> they've won pounding the line of scrimmage. I can't what was his name, number twenty four, the running back a couple years ago? Um I'm going blank. Well, he now. was yeah. because Kentucky football doesn't matter. No, but doesn't. the point is Uh, they, he's beefed up that line of scrimmage. There's more team speed and they've taken advantage of, um, poor coaching from Joe Moorhead, um, Mike Leach with Colin Hill blowing up the locker room and, and having, you know, 40 something players. And that was a train wreck and beating crappy teams in the SEC, but it's still not buying that this is, it's the most losable game of the first
1: six, right? Because it's Kentucky, Vanderbilt, or Georgia Tech, and it has to be Kentucky, right? You're not losing to Vanderbilt or Georgia Tech on the road. No. So it's got to be Kentucky. It is the most losable game.
3: Which tells you how unbelievable the schedule is. (laughs) Yes, it does. Because I I think Ole Miss is double digits better than Kentucky. Because that could be – think of the other East teams they
1: could have pulled. That they didn't didn't pull Georgia, didn't pull Florida, didn't pull Tennessee. Leach gets
3: Georgia for the second time. Kiffin has yet to play Georgia. Yeah. That's, he mean, is living right. You can't make it up. After man. after some some bad not living right moments, the Raiders, yeah, you know Southern Cal, some things that just were happening along the way. He walks into Matt Corral, yes. and then he walks into a favorable. This is the second time he's drawn Vanderbilt in Kentucky from the East. It's as good as it gets. It's Benny Snell
1: was the uh, Kentucky running back. Benny, Benny, Benny Snell, that's right. Yeah totally forgot about him. I was thinking about Lynn Bowden Jr., who was the Wildcat receiver turned QB. that Yeah. They use, but, yeah. Yeah, I think Stoops would rather get a receiver and run the Wildcat. You may not be wrong. 6-0. Ole Miss Rebels. Book it. National title.
3: Well, there we go. Out of bounds. ESPN 105 down the zone. Brought to you by the Spray and Bedliners. Lift Kits lift kits, spray and bedliners. liners, Rick's Pro Truck in Flowood, RPT and RPT Commercial at the airport across from Muskelly Furniture. Good morning. Welcome in. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. I have to tell you about this game changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't All right, so we let me tie this all together. Southern Cal football leaving the Pac-12. Texas Longhorns leaving the Big 12. And Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson, among others, leaving the PGA Tour for now. I don't think this is going to be permanent. To go play in the Live Tour, L-I-V, the uh, Saudi Arabia tour and where they poured a bunch of money in these dudes' pockets. All right, so here's the deal. Um, you know, what Phil Mickelson has, the, the drum that he's been banging on, it, a lot of what he was saying over the years, the last 12, 15 years is correct and right. Why, are, why am I, as a top 10 player, thrown in, With the top 150. They want all the 150 to be together. He's like, no, no, this this isn't how it should work. Uh, Now, I understand that Phil's out of his prime, so he missed gobbling up even more money than he could have, and he should have been paid at a higher level, okay? Just for being in tournaments. Some of you may not agree with that. That's fine, okay? Your top salespeople are going to make more than your salespeople that aren't the top salespeople and they should if people are bitter or petty over that oh well um southern Cal woke up finally and said hold on uh the pac-12 has done nothing to adjust or evolve or adapt and larry scott the commissioner before the one that's in now that's only been in for a year or two uh was an absolute disaster and nobody cares about college football on the West coast. And we absolutely carry everybody. And once we bring in all the money for everybody, then we split it with everybody. And so they said, we're going to the big 10 and we're going to take the the payday. Texas longhorns woke up. What was that a year ago? Yeah. And they said, uh, well, we make all the money for everybody in the big 12. And We see that the landscape is changing within the world of college football and collegiate athletics, and we need, our Big 12 media rights deal is awful, and we need to move. So, uh, you know, what Greg Norman was saying even prior to Phil Mickelson when Greg was in his prom, and then what Phil Mickelson was saying, uh, a lot of what he was trying to say and get the PGA Tour to do is, hey, the top 20 players need to be, and really the top 5 to 10 are are not the same as, as, as number 40 through 80 and number 50 through 150. Now, I know they're all millionaires now because of Tiger. And Tiger wasn't quite as worried. One, because Tiger made so, I mean, Phil made a lot, but Tiger made so much off the course. And then Tiger kind of went. He went away during his prime because of a combination of injuries and personal things, and it's just not Tiger's mo. But again, he had already hit that five hundred million dollar lick, and while Phil had made a ton of money, his point was, why am I in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Yep. I w- w- what's the incentive here? You should pay me a million dollars to show up, and then if I win it, I get the purse. I'm talking about back in like, oh seven. Yeah. This is where we're going, not just today. Bill's forty-six now. It's diff- Or what? I'm sorry, he's fifty-two now, and, and or th- whatever. Uh, now Rory McElroy is is backpedaling a little bit, a little bit. He's like, hold on, you know, maybe some of this can uh, allow the tour to find a solution of changing the model. I don't think we're going to have forty. 40- 42, 43, 44. Actually, I don't think they're going to make the top players play as often as they want. Yeah. Sorry. And I think that they need to make the, And again, I love our tournament. And we'll still have very talented players. Off the charts, super talented guys. And even some that are household names. And then some that are up-and-comers that, could win here and then win the Masters in three years mm-hmm. or the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bottom line is, Dustin Johnson looked at it, and said, "I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, I'm 40. Uh, I've been on the road for 20 years. I've made gazillions, and they offer me 100 plus million, and, and I'm I'm gonna play what I want. I'm gonna I'll play eight live events, four majors, and then I'll dabble World Golf Championship and maybe." Whatever they nearly doubled
1: Dustin Johnson's career earnings with one paycheck. Think about that. His signing bonus to go to Live or LIV Golf, Live Golf. His signing bonus was one twenty-five. His career earnings on the course for the PGA were seventy-five million. Mm -hmm. I mean, nearly doubled his career earnings, and that's what the PGA tours had to understand. And finally, Rory McIlroy came out and said it, and he said, "Look, it was messy." Maybe some steps were taken to make it more messy that didn't need to be done. But at the end of the day, the disrupting force has made change necessary, and perhaps change can be good for the game of golf. Right. No, no, no. It is. It will be
3: good. Yeah, he uses
1: the – he's talking – If there's ever been a
3: sport – again, golf was dead in 1997. And some guy named Tiger Woods won the Masters by a bazillion strokes. And it
1: changed the way we looked at golf. And actually yeah.
3: had some swagger and charisma, and it changed the whole thing.
1: If there's no Tiger, we're not even having this conversation because no one cares.
3: Exactly. It, the tour was broke. There was no money. None of them were making any money. And it wasn't interesting at all, except to the 3% that play golf. Well, you've already got those people watching. You're trying to get me... And yep. Blake, yep. and you, you know, and Dan and Craig and Reggie to at least watch the majors and the Ryder Cup and maybe another tournament.
1: Yeah, that's it. Maybe attend one if it's near us, right? Like that's yeah. the idea. Is like you watch the majors and maybe you go to the one when it's near your house, yeah. right? Like that's you're not trying to buy the guy who's spending his free time on the golf network. That's not who you're going after, and I think you lose guys sight that of that. Plays
3: four rounds a week at Live Oaks like, Golf Club. It's like when we talk. Have that, him.
1: We talk about NFL football, and you and I have had this conversation off the air. Our NFL audience has grown and matured and become more knowledgeable over the last five, ten years in this area because the NFL has grown too. But sometimes we can do a segment where we're talking to the NFL guy who watches NFL Network all day, and sometimes you got to remember some people only know quarterbacks and that's all they know. You know what I mean? And that's okay. You can have two levels of fan. Right. PGA golf. Has they got to the point where they thought everyone needed to love golf. It's not the way it works. No. You need Why? to love the mass the majors.
3: Watch that's the it. open championship next week for eleven and a half million dollars on St. Andrews in Scotland. It'll be so cool and neat. And it's uh it's a different part of the world and a different course than we're used to and all that. It'll be fabulous. Um and that's exciting. But uh I think Rory is acknowledging he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Yeah, that hardline stance everybody wanted to take in February, not not quite the case anymore. Right. And and what's good for Phil Mickelson or Dustin Johnson may not be good for Rory. That's okay. It's just like what's good for you may not be good for me. It's okay. Yeah. But we like to throw our what's good for me on on our on other people, right? Well, this is what I want to do, so I think you yeah. should do it. Yeah. One hundred percent. Right. One hundred percent. This is this is this is my church denomination. Yours isn't as good as mine. Right? It's not as religious, it's pure. Right? I mean this this happens every day.
1: In every facet of life. Right. Yeah. My, my
3: morals and character no. and values are better than yours because they're mine. Correct. Which is nonsense. Okay.
1: Yeah. But yeah. But it's good to see, look, if Rory is publicly making these statements and he'd made them in Ireland playing golf over there with Tiger and doing things like that just yesterday, if he's publicly making those statements, then that means there's been enough awareness in the PGA front office and from the top down that, okay, things are not going away. This is a new era of golf that
3: we live in. And Dustin Johnson, I believe, will be allowed to play on the PGA Tour again at some point, Blake. Hey, the show is brought to you by something that's underrated. The Wings at Bulldog Burger. Nick Fulton with USA Palm, let me know it. The Wings at Bulldog Burger, Lake Harbor and Ridgeland, Startville, and Tupelo. Good morning. Welcome in. Having some fun here on a Thursday and a crazy time of year. SEC Media Day is two weeks away
0: too. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time
3: they see it. continue to see a paradigm shift. I just mentioned golf, but in college football and, um, well I guess the disruptors are the the networks. Fox and Disney slash ESPN uh, Disney ESPN drove Texas and Oklahoma. And please understand, Oklahoma's like in the back, back, back of this deal. Uh, and I know Boomer Sooner's a hell of a brand and, um, a winning program. But uh, but it was all about Texas and Oklahoma. Um, Southern Cal. So Fox drove this. Fox looked at this. And I think they said, look. We don't really care about the Big 12 meteorites. <laughs> so let's figure this out. Let's drop the Southern Cal Trojans, Los Angeles into the big 10, which is still a monster. They're, they're, they're committed like crazy, not quite like we are, but they're bigger again, still more population, bigger alumni bases. Let's drop these bad boys in with the big 10, see what we can get. I don't know. Is it going to come to three conferences, 20 teams in the big 10? 20 teams in the SEC and 20 teams, whoever makes the cut and a combination of PAC 12, big 12 and ACC teams. And from there we'll eventually get 12 playoff spots. Mm -hmm. And you'll get, I guess the champion from the three, whatever you want. I mean, I know what the SEC and big 10 are their conferences. Maybe this is, Maybe the other three that I'm referencing morph into a conference mm-hmm. of 20. It ain't going to be all of them. And then from there, you get three champions, and then you take nine other teams. I like it. From a combination. And, and, and look, we see this in the NFL. I mean, the Ravens play the Steelers in the AFC championship game. Well, they're in the same division. Okay. Maybe with this, you see Ellis a couple of years from now, you see LSU and Florida in the first round of this playoff game or second round. In Baton Rouge on a Saturday night yeah. in December. Stop Give me playing that. neutral site games. The N- I have a question. Does the NFL play neutral site games? Only the Super Bowl. Right. That's it. So if LSU's got the better record, yes. Seed, Then LSU hosts Florida. Dude, inject that into my
1: vein. Southern Cal hosting Alabama for a chance at the title? Oh, my
3: gosh. Georgia at Ohio State. Please. And like you said, so, you know, and maybe Texas at Southern Cal. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. So, where my my buddy Bartu may have gone a little doom and gloom, and he may be right, but if you get three conferences of 20 teams and 60 teams, 12 of those can go to the playoffs. Three of the champions will go. Nine will receive at-large bids. Are you telling me that, you know, what about if LSU has to go to Penn State in late December and there's eight inches of... Now, LSU's going to be better, right? LSU's going to be better. They're going to get on the plane. They'll be better. However, let's say James Franklin has one of his better teams, which he can do, you know, once every four years. And let's let's say that it's 7 degrees and it's a snowstorm. I don't know. Chance of a title on the line, baby. I, don't know.
1: I love that idea.
3: I mean, let's say Florida has to go to Wisconsin on December 28th in a playoff game. Well, and a- we a- 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 everything's covered in snow and it's freezing. Mm-hmm. Will Florida have more talent? Yeah. Does Wisconsin sometimes have the line of scrimmage that can mess with you? All Wisconsin has to be is good, better for that three-and-a-half-hour stretch. Mm-hmm. Not better than Florida from Labor Day until that night. Yep. So I don't know. Or, better yet, what about when Wisconsin has to go down to Gainesville? Yeah. And it you could catch um, an 88-degree day and blazing sun. A little humidity, yeah. And so on. So, let's let it play out. Maybe Rory McIlroy, when he was talking about the new golf tour, Live, he jumped the gun in February and maybe even the last few weeks. Now he's kind of backtracking. Well, he's kind of pivoting and saying, okay, maybe the Live Tour is going to make the PGA do some things that they should have done 25 years ago. Twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, ten years ago, change
1: is not inherently
3: bad, right? I mean, on this, we used to just be radio. Now we stream for you because you you don't have to be in your car on the dial.
1: When you started, there was no live streaming.
3: No, yeah. So it's now we're on the radio. We have live streaming, and then we podcast. Yeah. So for you, you get three. We want you to have as many options as you can to soak it in and absorb and take yeah. a bite. Uh, some piece or part of the show. Well, And, you know, one of the big
1: debates when we've talked over the last five years about collegiate athletics has been how do you create entertainment that's worth showing up to when entertainment at home has become so much more readily available and better consumption, right? Right. Now, when I watched a game in, in 2005, I got like one, maybe two camera angles. God. It was terrible. It was from like 3,000 feet in the air on a blimp. It was awful. Now, I feel like I'm in, you know... Uh, Dak Prescott's visor, right? I'm in, I'm watch I'm like in Matt Corral's helmet, it feels like when, right. I, when I'm watching the game. That has changed. I would argue the big thing we've talked about is how bad non conference attendance can be, right? Oh, well, sweet, I get to pick up a win against Northeast Texas State University, but 30,000 people show up and nobody cares. In this new Power Three model where there's only 60 teams and you're all playing within each other, all my non conference games are now entertaining. Now it's Mississippi State hosting a, a power three opponent, right? A Northwestern, a um, Ohio State every now and then, a Penn State every now Like those games over the course of 5, 10, 15 years are infinitely more intriguing and more valuable to the universities than continuing to host, you know, West Texas Institute for the Blind, right? Like nobody, we're done with that model. And so I think this change is good in that way too. Yeah,
3: yeah, I think maybe two G five games.
1: Um, or I don't. Do you keep that if you consolidate to sixty power three teams? I think so. I, I think okay. so. Um, I didn't know if they'd go full NFL model where it's like you're only playing those
3: sixty teams and that's it. That I think that would be bad for Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Okay. I think you're looking at at four and eight, lots and lots and lots of four and eights, and I think at that point people aren't people aren't going to stay dialed in fair enough um that
1: that could be so you have to keep some level of interplay between power 3 if that's what we're getting to and g5
3: yeah okay yeah maybe not wafford but Memphis Central Florida's yeah. Tro- Troy should be run well Southern Miss when run well Lafayette La well now yeah. Louisiana uh um Houston uh Well, they're going to the Big 12. Anyway, you know what what I'm referencing now. I know Central Florida, Houston, and uh, and Cincinnati are going to the Big 12. Which may not exist in two years anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Angel Oak Home Loans, Chris Corley, Chess Woods, Angel Oak Home Loans. Uh, You need to get someone to shop the best rates for you. And Chris Corley, Chess Woods, Angel Oak Home Loans can do that. Chris Corley, Chesswoods, Angel Oak, Home Loans. Um, they'll shop the best rates uh, for you on the market as you get ready to buy a condo or a home or a townhouse or any number of things. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Our golf discussion today and next week with the uh, Open Championship. Um, You know when it's called the old course, that's... uh. St. Andrews, that's so, Scotland. That's, so like
1: Cher or Bono when you have a name like that? Yeah. The Madonna, old course,
3: yeah. Um, And in this state, it's like when you say Dak and Eli. Yeah, absolutely.
1: The old, like, that Barb, is, that's rice. when you know you've got it made. Like, when, when people just say the old course, which could literally be anything in the whole world, <laughs> and you just know it's St. Andrews, that's pretty awesome.
3: And our golf coverage is brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Edwin Watts Golf Shop, um, clubs, you know, drivers, irons, putters, golf balls, golf accessories, everything that you want need to get your bag ready and your game ready for when you hit Live Oaks Golf Club, liveoaksgc.com, and, of course, dancingrabbitgolf.com. It starts... At Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Make sure make sure to fuel up at Fleetway Market. Um, We've got a couple of remotes coming up that I'm going to tape. Not right now, but kind of finalizing some things. And I'm excited to, to do that again. Um, we haven't done as many remotes as we usually do. We'll be at Pearl River Resort this fall. That's not what I'm referencing. But we will obviously be at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook more this fall. Excited about that. But we've got a couple of uh, remotes that we're going to jump into and uh, obviously put some serious lighter fluid on some businesses. And we are very, very, very excited about that. So that'll all shake out and happen um, here over the next week. I'm still in debation, and I made up that, well, I know someone who made up that word 25-plus years ago, (laughs) over... Whether, whether I should go to SEC media days and go see my favorite coach at the last day, the last interview, Jimbo Fisher, and then go to Truist Park with the Braves. It's really despicable. I love that guy. <laughs> I do, too. I mean, he and Ross Bjork are such a train wreck. A guy named Slice Bread. Do you think... Jimbo
1: even like remotely acknowledges that Ross Bjork is the AD or does Jimbo just do what he wants and he's like oh you're here I didn't know that the latter
3: (laughs) right yeah I mean yeah
1: that guy runs college station yes he does like the way we talk about Calipari being like a mafia guy like Jimbo's actually like the West Texas mob 100% no question sitting out in some pasture in college station just deciding who's what recruit they're going to take and what recruit they're going to burn for Alabama and how he's going to get back at Nick Saban?
3: You know, Jimbo got the the group together at Texas A and M, and he's got the big money boys around him, and and they're getting after it both old fashioned and nil. And I don't I don't think anything's going to get in their way. Now, no. can he can he win at the level he's recruiting?
1: That's a great question.
3: Uh, will they be in the top five this year? Can they make a run to be in the top five this year with either Haynes King or Max Johnson? Uh, Now, their defensive talent is going to be big time. Otherworldly, uh, yeah. uh, DJ Durkin, who took the job from Ole Miss, is walking into um, really, really high-level, high-level talent for Texas A&M. Can they win on the field like they're winning in recruiting? We didn't think Ed Ogeron could do that, but he did land a super duper special special talent. Yes, in Joe Burrow, and he had an A defensive coordinator at that time in Dave Aranda, and yep. he had kind of the boy wonder in Joe Brady, and he had and he had elite talent. Seventeen NFL draft picks on that roster?
1: Is that right? I believe that's correct. Okay. They said the modern record. It was dumb. Didn't didn't Georgia just trump it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um it I know Georgia trumped it defensively. I don't know if the total number okay. was was that. But I'm looking at Jimbo Fisher since he got to AM. I the 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 COVID year was weird. He he skipped out Ole Miss and he skipped on a bowl game. They went nine and one. Or I mean eight and one, whatever. In the other three game other three seasons, the real full seasons, He's lost four games, five games, and four games. So in three seasons of real football, he's lost 13 games. That's not top five talent production.
3: No. That's four games a season that you lose. He's got two really talented QBs in Haynes King and Max Johnson. If you have two, do you have one? Well, so he he gets the LSU transfer, and then Haynes King... Is highly thought of. He was the starter last year, and then got knocked out in like game two or three. Yeah,
1: Calzada and him kind of went back and forth a little bit, and um, obviously Calzada got the A and M, got the AM win over Bama, and then goes to Auburn. It's a wild world we live in in the transfer portal business,
3: and and, and within the league, right? Max yeah. Johnson from LSU to A and M, yep. and Calzada from from a to Auburn. Now, outside of the league, although they'll be here soon, um, Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma to South Carolina. Yeah. Is Shane Beamer going to get it done? Probably not, but he's taking advantage. Look, he had two huge wins last year. Massive, Florida and Auburn. Massive wins. Even though neither one of them were good, just their name are big. Mm-hmm. And so... He had no... I mean, you saw him after those games. He had no idea he was going to win those games. Okay? No, he didn't. All right. And so now he gets Spencer Rattler. And did you hear what Mike Dettelier said? Like, he he had six errant throws bad. And the campers were kind of busting his, you know what? Well, Bronx tunes. Yeah. And then he came back and, like, threw it in a garbage can from, I don't know, 30 or 40 yards away. I'm not sure. Um, That's funny. So... Yeah, now, Res Dog says, I'm not sure that anybody should follow your QB evaluations. They've been pretty loose. What about my one in 2013 when Dak Prescott went down to Auburn and they didn't win, and he had nothing around him. He goes down as a a first-time starter on the road at Auburn with, 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 no skill player that could play anywhere but Kentucky or Vandy. And it took Auburn throwing a touchdown pass in the right corner of the end zone with about 30 seconds left to beat them. And I came back on Monday and I said, he, he's legit. He's a star period. And people were still, you know, I mean, you had country bumpkins talking about him needing to be a fullback and a tight end <laughs> and just people who don't get it. And I can't do it as I get older. Um, oh, man, and, 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 You know, and I was, we were the first one to call the shot. This guy's a star. Wasn't anybody else. Nobody in Startville, Nobody here. No one else. So that's, that's one QB evaluation. Can I tell you a secret? I never bought the Shea Patterson stuff, but we had to ride it. Yikes. All right. Go ahead. You were gonna ask me about A and M.
1: Well, uh no, I'm I like this conversation you're going down because I think it's very interesting. I love that Res Dog is, is calling you out on your QB evaluations. Oh, and,
3: and, and, and Fitz.
1: I was all over Nick Fitzgerald. I, I love that. I mean, Fitzgerald, that. yeah.
3: He he was a more productive player than Shea Patterson. I don't care how you Duh. do it. Yeah. I don't care if it's running, throwing all I don't care if you throw all the time like Will Rogers. Yeah. If you run all the time like Nick Fitzgerald, yep, or if you in the middle, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't care, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. What it's, I think it's is like in business, I don't care how you get there, yeah. Just what's interesting to there. me
1: is you know, Palzolo said this earlier. Steve Palzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com said, you know, it's about elevation, right? Yeah, you got to elevate those around you, like Dak Prescott. If you
3: couldn't see that, it's like, what are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, if you'd have given Dak any of the players on other teams during his run. You know, good grief. Can you imagine if Dak would have had Chad Kelly talent? Yeah, absolutely. You just think Dak was good. Yeah. I mean, holy smokes. It goes back to the whole QB
1: evaluation process that we've been talking about of how do you measure the tangible value of a blue-blood quarterback, right? Because so many times those blue-blood quarterbacks just live in a world that is not difficult. And I'm not saying they don't work hard. That's, That's not what I'm saying.
3: But when you're Alabama open... That's a whole different ballgame. Tua was never stressed like Dak. Yeah. Dak walked on the field every time was like, all right, I have to have a Herculean effort to win.
1: No one will be open, but they have to I have to throw them open. Yeah. It's NFL, it's NFL open. We you, you mentioned that when we were talking about Tua a couple years ago, where you said that's the one time like I can say I for sure missed because you saw Tua throw and it like oh it looks great. Well, I
3: was totally fooled.
1: Exactly, he that's had my point. All day
3: in the pocket. Yep. And then his receivers were six yards from Mississippi State corner. And once you start breaking that down, why did I put that together? Exactly. You
1: go. Hold on a second. I could throw these passes. Right. Yeah.
3: Right. Tua was never stressed.
1: Not one time ever. No. Maybe the one time he was stressed was his his that Georgia national title game, and it worked out in his favor. And then after that, it was easy for Tua at Alabama. And I think you could look at other guys throughout years and say, okay, we were fooled because it was too easy for that guy. Right. Lot. I mean, there's... All the time. All the time, I feel like. Oh, he just mentioned, you know, Jared Goff coming out of whatever, UCLA or whatever, being a first-round pick. Jameis Winston, even out of Florida State, you kind of look at it and you go, Well, the what? ACC was terrible yeah, when he was, was there. Was he worth being? I mean, so yeah, he
3: was not stressed. No. Uh, Aaron Murray at Georgia was not stressed. Never. I mean, Tim, just Tim Tebow at Florida was not
1: stressed. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So
3: I, I, I think it's interesting that word elevation. I mean, does anybody think Major Applewhite's better than Dak Prescott? Hello, but, but what was he at one time, Blake? Like twenty four and one as a starter? Yeah, because uh, Mac Brown and the Longhorns were rolling. Yeah, that's it, it's why Joe Burrow was such an
1: interesting case study because he came from a blue blood school as a recruit. Went to another blue blood school, albeit one that has scuffled at different times. But a blue blood in LSU had all the town around him, and yet you look at him and what he's done in the NFL, and you go, "Okay, that guy has it. Yeah, he's
3: got it." And there will be now that uh, elite blue blood. Now that blue blood schools are allowing their quarterbacks to do more, and it's not just you know power eye three yards in the cloud. You're going to have more of them work now. Yeah, what Bartu's been tracking the last twenty years as far as the lack of guys. Like Matt Lineart was not stressed at Southern no. Cal. I mean, I watched the thirty for thirty the other night and I like Lineart and he's really good on TV. Um and but was is, he talented? Yeah. Sure. Uh and is he more talented than me? Absolutely. No. But was Lineart stressed in a terrible what was then Pac Ten, where the second best team at that time was Cal Berkeley, <laughs> where they don't even know they don't even know it's football season in nope. September. Nope. They're start. They're trying to break the next tech, yeah. code. Yeah, and what's the next wine on the market? Right? Yeah, <laughs> and then Stanford became kind of the second best program right after that, behind Southern Cal. Yeah, what a joke. Because Harbaugh and Andrew Luck, he wasn't stressed. No, he he goes to the NFL, and you got dudes running at you and tight windows, and he's like, hold on. Mike Williams was running six yards from yeah. from DBs from. Washington State or Arizona. I
1: think about Sam Bradford at Oklahoma. Same thing. You're he was stressed. Come on now, like the guy couldn't even stay in the pocket long enough to not get broken in half. You know yeah. what I mean? It just it it is interesting when you start looking back at some of these things. You go, hold on, we put all our faith in these people who never had to elevate the people around him, and then you saw somebody like a Dak Prescott. And I'll even throw Matt Corral from last. Look, I know he didn't get I'll drafted the way in. we thought. Eli well, did for not sure. have yeah.
3: blue blood talent. Around him.
1: But even Corral, his last year had to elevate guys. He went from Elijah Moore, who was clearly an NFL receiver, to I've got to elevate guys around me to win yeah. 10
3: games. You he, know? He, like Dak, was yeah. doing it all. And his car was not popcorn, written, So, And all yeah. that. Um, Whoa, well, there you go. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the uh, amazing selection of Boar's Head, Premium Meats, Cheeses, and Hummus at Corner Market Grocery Stores. In the state of Mississippi. Did you know that I was in Raymond, Mississippi yesterday? And there was a corner market there. And I was in between meetings and all kinds of stuff. And they served lunch in there. So I grabbed a couple of vegetables and ate it in my car. Isn't that awesome? And then went to my meeting. Uh, corner market grocery stores all around the state of Mississippi. Locally owned out of Hattiesburg. Best selection of Boar's Head. Head premium meats cheeses and hummus well you can find them you can find it at corner market grocery stores in the state of mississippi show is also brought to you by juniker jewelry store if you're in the market for an engagement ring let them take care of you at juniker jewelry store in madison